This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Welcome back, everyone, to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam, and I'm your host. And joining me, as always is the case, is the Dr. indubitable <laughs> Dr. Richard Blackaby. Good to be with you, Sam. Oh, it's always a pleasure, Richard. And uh, it, it just never gets old. No, thankfully, I get so. old, but this doesn't. <laughs> time, time keeps on slipping into the future, but yeah. here we are y- yet again. And um, this week we're we're going back to the Old Testament, and you yeah the Old Testament the Old Testament, not the new one, <laughs> the old one. Um, but uh, looking at a, a a very famous passage of Scripture, and perhaps uh, how this applies to leaders. Yeah, um, it'll be an adventure to see how we get there. <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah. Well, we... yeah. I thought we looked this week at Jeremiah chapter twenty nine. Jeremiah, by the way, if you haven't read that, it's uh, it's it's one of the richest uh, Old Testament books. Uh, one of the richest uh, prophet prophetic books. Uh, one of the most used um, books for uh, graduation. Yeah, cards. at least this chapter. Uh, yeah. And so, of course, we're f- we're most familiar with with uh, Jeremiah twenty nine verse eleven, which says, "For I know the thoughts that I think toward you," says the Lord, "thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope." And many a graduation speech has uh, challenged people with that. And, yeah. uh, and you know, the interesting thing with Scripture is that it's all true. Uh, I believe the Old and the New Testament, every word of it is true. Uh, but you also need to know the context in which things are are spoken. You, you yeah. can pull out a verse all by itself and make it sound uh, to address whatever you want. But uh, but this has an interesting context. And verse one of chapter twenty nine says, "Now these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from from Jerusalem to the remainder of the elders who were carried away captive to the priests, the prophets." and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had carried away captive from Jerusalem to Babylon. This happened after Jeconia, who's also known as Jehoiakim, the king, the queen mother, the eunuchs, the princes of Judah and Jerusalem, the craftsmen and the smiths had departed from Jerusalem. So, So basically this is a letter that Jeremiah writes. Now Jeremiah is still based in Jerusalem. He's still trying to convince the people that uh, judgment is coming. And in about, uh, oh, about 597 or so, um, uh, the king of Babylon comes to Jerusalem and he actually takes the king away. And he, he takes a lot of the leaders away, a lot of the craftsmen, the, the princes, the skilled leaders. And uh, so at that time, he takes Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, yeah. all those folks. He takes them all away. And... Uh, uh, and I, I and and so then they have to basically come up with a new king in Jerusalem. And they so they end up with uh, Zedekiah, who's uh, going to end up being the last king of Israel, and he's going to get blinded, and he'll be taken to Babylon too eventually. But but the Jews always saw Jehoiakim as their real king because he was taken in exile. He he lived there for over thirty years. Um, and so they so all these leaders are taken away to to Babylon and. Um, and, and so there were some false prophets who arose and they assured, uh, all these people in Babylon, you, you won't be there long. I mean, God won't let the King of Israel just live in an exile. 
Uh, and so, you know, keep your bags packed because before long, God will reverse all of this and he'll restore Jerusalem and so on. And so Jeremiah, uh, he wasn't a pessimist, but he just told the truth. And sometimes the truth wasn't pleasant. And he basically writes this letter and he says, no, don't believe these false prophets. That's what you want. You want to believe, but it's not the truth. And so he he writes this letter and he says uh, in verse four, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all who were carried away captive, whom I have caused to be carried away. So God's saying, hey, you're where you are because that was my will for you. That's That wasn't an accident. That wasn't an aberration. You're right where I intend for you to be right now. Yeah. But then he says, build houses and dwell in them. Plant gardens and eat their fruit. Take wives and beget sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands so that they may bear sons and daughters, that you may be increased there and not diminished. And seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive and pray to the Lord for it. For in its peace, you will have peace. And so, and then, and so then by the time you get to verse 11, Jeremiah is saying, God does have a plan for you. He, he, he does have intentions and thoughts toward you and it it is good. It's just not what you were hoping for. Right. Uh, You're, you were hoping that word was coming, Hey, pack your bags back up because you're coming back to Jerusalem. uh, This exile is just very temporary and you're going to get to go home like you hope you wanted to. And, and that doesn't usually get mentioned in graduation speeches. Uh, God does have a wonderful plan for your life. It's 70 years of exile. (laughs) So, but what God does say is, but where you are right now, it's not where you want to be but it's where God intends for you to be. And mm. so that's so, such a powerful reframing of yeah, of, yeah. That, of that idea. And so what what God is saying is uh so he says so so settle down, like unpack your bags, uh build houses, uh raise your kids, uh you know, any he says get the married off, like think about the generations to come, I like, think about your grandkids and uh and then he and then he goes on to say as well, and, and seek the peace of the city that you're in. Mm. In other words, be a good neighbor. Uh, look around and see. So who, where has God put me, and who has He put me around? And and basically, how can I be a blessing to them? Because yeah. he says, when when the city you're in has peace, then guess what? You you have peace. And so when your neighbors are all in a good good space, well, then that's going to be good for you. You're going to have good neighbors, and so. Uh, basically he's saying, I I know that you're really hoping that this is really short, uh, time here. And then you, you move on to a different place, but, but you'll be here for a while and you'll be there long enough that you need to invest in where God's put you right now. And, Mm -hmm. and so I think there's some great application, uh, for us in this. Uh, and one thing I, I think we can take from this is that God has a purpose for where you are right now. And a lot of us are kind of looking down the road. We're looking at where we'll ultimately be, where we want to be. You know, maybe I'm in this kind of lower management job right now, but I see myself getting up to at least a VP one day. Uh, Or I look right now I'm in this uh, sales job and I'm traveling a lot. And so I've just, what's even the point of, you know, getting involved in my local church because I'm, I travel a lot now, but, but once I get off this job, then I'll maybe get more involved in my church or, uh, you know, I, this is a starter home we're in. I I don't plan to live in it more than two, three years. So, um, 
why get to know the neighbors? We're, we're not, this is not our permanent neighborhood. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm moving up the ladder here. So why even get to know a lot of my colleagues right now? Because I'll be leaving them all behind as I move on to the next level. Um, and what Jeremiah is trying to say is that's a bad approach to life. Um, and one thing we tried to always teach our kids was, uh, wherever you are, be all in, be a hundred percent in, uh, whatever activity, uh, you know, I've, I've got two grandsons, uh, that are six, uh, and they just finished kindergarten and we tried to teach all of our kids and our grandkids, look, whatever activity the teacher has for you, whatever activity your parents have, just don't whine and complain and say, I don't want to do that. Or, you know, I want to do something else. Just, just get all in and you'll discover that you can have fun in whatever it is you're doing. And so, uh, it was interesting at the end of the year, their, their, their teacher, uh, brought my daughter-in-law aside and, and my wife and just said, uh, these are the most delightful kids I've ever had to work with. Like whatever we were doing, they were all in and they always had a good attitude. And I, I'm thinking, well, you know, if you live your whole life that way, you end up having a pretty good life. And it, it doesn't mean yeah. that you're always in the place you wanted to be. Um, but while you were there, you got the most out of it. Yeah, well, that's such a, that's such a powerful, once again, reframing of things. Because I think everybody believes that God has an ultimate plan for their mm-hmm. life. They have a future plan. Like God has a purpose that, that is somewhere in the distant future or the near future. Um, but to realize that no, God has a purpose for you today, yeah, and where you are today, and that doesn't include necessarily moving you from where you are now, and uh, that that's just a that's a powerful shift in focus. Yeah, it's it's like I'm going to really be happy once I get that job and I live yeah. in that town by my parents and where I've always wanted to be, and uh, and God would say, no, I, I've got a plan for your life, and and. It's for every day of your life, uh, not just once you have the job you want or yeah. the house you want or the marriage you want, but where you are right now. And so I, what I, I, I thought we'd just talk for a moment about what I call concentric circles of blessing. And that is that what I think God is saying to the, to the Jewish people here is you need to be a blessing wherever I have you right now. Uh, and so, and, and it needs to be kind of an ever widening circle of blessing. And so... At the, at the center of blessing, I think, should be yourself. I think you should be a blessing to yourself wherever God has you right now. So, you know, you may be in a, uh, again, you might be in a job that you don't intend to stay in for long. Uh, you might be in a house, a neighborhood you don't plan to spend the next 20 years in. Uh, you, you know, you're kind of passing through this, this place you, you right now, maybe you took this job in this city. Uh, you don't like the city that much. You don't, know anyone there. You don't want to spend the rest of your life there. But so it's, I've known people like this, like they just kind of kept to themselves. Nobody really got to know them very well. They didn't, they put in their, their time at at the office and then they were gone and, and they just didn't open themselves up much because they thought, why bother? I won't be here long. Uh, but, but I think God would say, well, but, but you're missing out on a blessing yourself. I mean, you know, for instance, maybe you, you lived, you grew up on the coast and you love the beach, but right now God's got you living by the mountains. And so it's like, well, I could just hardly wait to get back to the coast where I can, you know, get back to the beach or whatever. But God might say, but I've got you by mountains right now. 
why don't you take up hiking? You know, why, why don't you take up photography? Why don't you take up skiing? Um, yeah, you won't be here for long, but, but five years, if you're here five years, if you're here one year, you could go on some great hikes. Uh, you could have some great experiences with me you've never had before. You could develop some new skills, maybe make some friends that are hikers as well if, that you go uh, with from work. Um, you, so don't, don't put your life on hold until you finally are in the place you want to be. God has yeah. a plan for your life right now. And, and so wherever God has you right now, um, if, if you look around, you're going to discover that there's some ways that God wants to, to bless you right now in the job you're in. And even if it's only a starter house, it's only a, a starter job, uh, don't, don't miss what's there. You might make some of the best friends you ever have in your life while you're down at this level, at this place. And, yeah. And uh, you, you might only end up going to that church for three years before you move on to your next uh, assignment. But in those three years, you could have some amazing encounters with God and mm -hmm. get to know some people that become lifelong friends of yours uh, ever after. Um, and, and so don't, don't miss that uh, because you're looking down the line and saying, well, that's what I'm aiming for. And yeah. the sooner I get there, the better. Well, you end up missing life today because you're constantly looking at thinking about life in the future. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes that future never arrives and, and you know, you've missed out on everything that God intended for yeah. you today. You know, it's, I mean, kind of the analogy of it's not just the destination, it's the journey. And, and the journey may take you through some places that you're not going to reside all of your life at but as you're passing by get those experiences and I, so i would say the same goes uh, with family um be a blessing not just to yourself uh, wherever god has you but be a blessing to your family and again i i've known some people and i i would probably put myself in this uh category that when your kids are younger you're you're trying to build your career and you're trying to you know learn the ropes and develop your skills and and uh, you know make a name for yourself or whatever it is you're trying to do and so sometimes you can actually neglect your your fit your kids uh because you're so focused on trying to kind of get out of where you are and, and move up the ladder or earn more money or whatever it might be uh and i remember i remember one one time uh just dashing into my house i was just having a really busy day at work and and I had to go out for the evening and I was running late and I kind of dashed into the house and my kids had been playing in the kitchen floor with, with Legos and I'm trying to not step on any Legos as I'm hurriedly running back into my room to get something I need for my next thing. And, and I remember at the, in the, at the time I was so distracted that I just, I just felt like these little kids of mine were just you know, like stumbling block they're just like in my way like just could these kids just get out of my way here i've got they know this all is this not to where you do play with Legos. and uh and it just dawned on me as i'm dodging these kids just racing past them that uh you know where i was in my work life at the time was not necessarily being a blessing to them and mm. and i realized you know ultimately in that particular church i was there just four years uh but you know we our families ended up making some really good friends there, making yeah. some really good memories. And to this day, I still have people Facebook messaging me and and sharing uh, comments with me. That uh, and I haven't lived there in I think twenty six years now. But uh, uh, but you know that that was just a you could call it just sort of a pit stop, a four year stop in the midst of my career. 
Um, but but our our kids made some really fun friends at that time. My, our kids made a lot of memories, and I yeah. still we still look back at pictures at some of the places that we went with those kids and did. And uh, um, you know, we didn't have as much money then. We didn't have as nice of a house then. We there were a lot of things were just sort of temporary. But but you can make some great memories in some temporary humble abodes and and situations. Yeah. Uh, this fall, Black Abbey Ministries is hosting two spiritual leadership coaching workshops, one in the Atlanta area and the other is fully online. The focus of these workshops are learning how to ask the right questions to help move people onto God's agenda. The online workshop is September 13th through the 15th, and the in-person workshop is October 21st through the 23rd. To find out more and to register, visit blackabbeycoaching.org. Links will be in the show notes. You know, the same goes for a church. Um... I, I've got some dear friends uh, that I made way back when I was just a, a teenager, uh, Bob and Janice uh, Adams. Uh, Bob passed away last year, but um, I've never seen people like this before. Uh, they Bob was a researcher, and he came up to Saskatoon when I lived there. Uh, he was going to work at the university for, I think, about six months or so. And so they're only going to be in the, the city for six months. They've never lived in Canada before. But the very first Sunday, they come and visit our church. And uh, the very first Sunday, they invited the pastor, which is my dad, and his family out for lunch and just wanted to be a blessing. And we didn't get to eat out very much then. We were poor, this family of seven. And we thought that was so cool. And then Bob and Janice just began as they talked to my parents to say, you know, what what needs do you have in your church? These were these were veteran Christians, lifelong church members, uh, leaders. Um, and when my parents began to share the kind of programs that they wished we had for kids, which we didn't have, we didn't have a summer camp at the time, didn't have a boys club at the time. Uh, they just began to start stuff, and they they were only there six months. Uh, and then they came back a couple years later. They had a chance to come back and do some more research there. I think they might have spent maybe up to a year. Um, and the same thing. They, they, the first youth camp I ever went to in Canada was one that these guys started. And they were just temporary, like passing through. But their attitude was, if we're here three months or a year, what what blessing could we leave behind before we yeah. go? And uh, so Bob, when he died, uh, really tragically of uh, a serious illness last year, uh, I I flew all the way to Utah just to be at the funeral and just to speak and say I this this man I never lived around him all that long, but just he kept dropping into my life over the years, and every solitary time he would just leave a blessing of some sort mm. and. I thought to myself, you know, if, if all of God's people, just wherever they went, uh, they didn't say, well, what's the point of getting to know people here? What's the point of even joining this church? We'll only live here a year. Or, you know, I what's the point of getting to really know my neighbors? Um, we're going to probably put this house on the market in two or three years from now. Uh, you, you, you miss all the opportunities along the pathway of your life to leave a blessing. And so that's why Jeremiah was saying, look, just settle down. Like, uh, be, a, be a blessing to the city that you're in. And, and I would say, uh, you know, if you're in a, a neighborhood, if you belong to an HOA, if you're uh, d- d- just, you know, know the neighbors that live next to you. I, we had to cut down a tree the other day, or have a tree cut down, and uh, neighbor, I was getting one tree 
uh, cut down and my neighbor on the one side of me, um, Dean came over and said, uh, Hey, there's a, you know, he pointed out a tree that was on my property, but it was kind of leaning toward his house. And he was wondering about uh, if I planned to cut that down because he was a little nervous about it. And I had kind of had an eye on it, but, um, but while, since the tree cutters were there anyway, I just said, Hey, what would you charge me to get rid of that tree too? And, and I hate cutting down trees. I like trees. I grew up on the flat prairies. And so I like trees, but, um, but they went ahead and cut that down and, and my neighbor came back around and said, Hey, that was, you know, you kind of did that for me. And so like, I'll, what did that cost you? I'll, I'll be glad to share the cost of that. And, and I, I mean, I could have used the money, but I just said, you know, that's fine. I'm like, I want to be a good neighbor basically. And I want to help you out and be a blessing. I want you to be glad that I live next to you. And, um, and that same week I, I, I'd had a hard time meeting my neighbor on the other side. He's, he's, uh, he didn't live in, in, he owned the house, but he didn't live there for the first couple of years we were here. And, uh, and then he just, he travels a lot and I, and I do as well. And so I just never could catch him. Uh, we'd even leave stuff at his door and when he wasn't home and just couldn't ever seem to connect. But I saw him in the, his backyard and kind of bustled over there to talk to him. And well, we get talking he's a, he's a Christian and, uh, and he's actually years ago actually studied experiencing God, and so uh, I went and put a one of my, our daily devotional books and left it in his mailbox and just trying to be a blessing to him. He wrote me a real nice thank you note, and I'm like, I don't know. I hope that we live here for a while, but you know, I I just want my neighbors to be glad that I'm in this community, and yeah. and so then you know that means you keep your yard up and you try to be a good neighbor and you 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 you, you smile and wave at your neighbors and you you try to get to know them and um and it's not you don't think well is it worth it because I may not be here long it's I'm here now and so yeah. if I'm here now. God has a plan for my life now. And, uh, and of course, then that goes, uh, to s- the same with the workplace. Uh, we've kind of touched on that, but you don't know how long you're going to have those particular employees or those particular colleagues, uh, those particular customers. So just, just try to strive to be the kind of person that every time you have an encounter with those people, you, you try to be a steward of that time. And you yeah. just say, I, for now that's, they are my colleague. And so let me be a blessing to them. And, you know, I've shared before, uh, years ago when I was working at a psych hospital, but I had a very troubled nurse that was my immediate supervisor. And, you know, I've shared that story in earlier podcasts, but, uh, my first thought was God, I, I definitely don't plan on working here very long. And I, this is just a job to get me through school. As soon as classes are done, I'm out of here. I'm not staying around a day longer than I have to. And it's a, it's a tough job. It's a night shift job. I'm just trying to endure it. Uh, why invest in people that I'll never, ever see again once I leave the state, to leave the country, uh, and leave this line of work for the rest of my life? But, but you have to also say, but could there not be some divine appointments that, uh, that God has scheduled for me that I leave a lasting legacy of blessing with some people that maybe 20, 30 years later, they still remember the kindness of that Christian employee that was the only one that just treated me kindly. And they, and they were a Christian and they, they didn't get upset when I was in a bad mood. And when I didn't treat yeah. them right, they always treated me uh, like Jesus. Um, could it be that 
even in passing, uh, you have the opportunity to pass on a blessing in your workplace. Uh, sometimes you're blessed to maybe work with the same people for 10, 20 years. Uh, other times, maybe it's six months. Uh, but in just a short period of time, is there a blessing that you could impart? And and I think, uh, I think in part that's what Jeremiah was saying, uh, God was saying through Jeremiah to these folks is, you, 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 you're, you're living as if you're just putting your life on hold until you get to the place you want to be. Yeah. But where are you today? Where has God put you today? He's got a purpose for you today. Uh, and so settle down. Quit. Stop just thinking about you'll start living, you'll start being happy once you have this in place. And say, well, how would you live today well? How would you be a blessing to people today? Uh, and if you live your life like that every day, you're going to look back 30, 40 years from now, and you're going to leave a, just a massive trail of blessed, grateful people that they crossed paths with you along the way. Uh, and that's a great way to live. And I think that's yeah. a way that honors God. And so, yeah, God does have uh, uh, good things in store for you. He does have thoughts towards you uh, for your good and for the good of others. But it might not necessarily be what you hoped. Uh, yeah. For these people, it was 70 years of exile. That, yeah. that that didn't sound like God having good things in store. For them, good things in store would have been, you're, you're, you're hiking back to Jerusalem starting tomorrow. Uh, they A lot of those people never did. They never did return to Jerusalem. They died of old age before they ever made it back. Mm. Uh, but that doesn't mean that God didn't have a lot of good stuff for them anyway. Uh, and if they had waited to live until they got back to Jerusalem, they wouldn't have lived anymore the rest of their life. Yeah. Uh, and life's too brief to say, I'll start living when. Uh, you need to say, I'm going to start living now yeah. uh, where God has me today. And I think when you approach life with that attitude, you'll be surprised at how much joy you can get, even from places that you aren't going to be for very long. Yeah. Well, what a great uh, reminder and uh, legacy. What better legacy to leave uh, than, than a legacy of blessing, uh, no matter where you are, no matter where yeah. God has you. So as always, thanks for taking the time, Richard. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners. So email us at podcast at blackme.org.